and we're back again. It's been a while. It's been a minute, but we're it's back. It's been way too long, fellas. Unfortunately, that shows you how interested that we both are in the Flyers lately because of, wow, have they completely Yeah, wow, wow. Well. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. As the great Andy Bernard would say, oh, doggy. That's not good. No, it's it's been a it's been rough, but you know, it's I'm still been a Flyers, an embarrassing season. It's... I'm still a Flyers fan, so I will still watch them even if they're shit. I'm not a bandwagon, so I yep. have I have been suffering through it. I have been watching. We all have. So. It's hard to watch, but we've been suffering through it. Yeah, you fake fans, they they stopped watching about a month or two ago. I don't even think they started um, watching. Uh, yeah, no, it's no secret. It's been an extremely long, long season. A lot of, uh, actually, a couple of things come to mind right now that I think of. Um, start off right off the bat. Uh, Carter Hart has been officially shut down for the season. He has a um, MCL a, sprain. M- MCL sprain. That's what it was. Uh, and uh, actually, Cam York is day to day with the Phantom, so that keep that in mind. Um, he it, is it's, maybe it's, a little dinged up too. He's not playing yeah. tonight. Hayes, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I'm not there's a bunch lie. of guys. We, there's a bunch of guys that have feelings on. We'll get to it right, later it, it, on. It, it, yeah. When you talk flyers and talk about our depression about the flyers, <laughs> but <laughs> first yeah. let's actually do start these off how we usually do. Uh, games we're on last night, obviously. So Jeff obviously has this uh, stat head, which has been a, it's been a while, but let's. It's those been things. a minute. Um, we have yesterday's scores, as Mike mentioned. Anaheim against the LA Kings, three to two, goes to the Ducks. You have Carrick, Sam Steele, and Cam Fowler all scoring for Anaheim. Gabe Velarde, seventh year of the year, Gabe and Velarde. I just, like, I just like that name. Oh, no, I, I don't know, know why. I just really like the name. I just like saying it. And uh, Ken it's, him for and Ke- the Kings. it's him, Kale Yamamoto. Those are just fun names to say. Kale Yamamoto, I love that name. Yamamoto is such a great name. It's, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Uh, Campaign gets fourteenth of the year. Uh, not- notable uh, NHL debut here is actually we two uh, debuts in the same games. Simon uh, Benoit for Anaheim and the second overall pick from last year's draft, Quentin Byfield. Uh, he made his NHL debut. Uh, nothing really sparked for Byfield, but hey, I'm glad he got to the NHL finally this year. Uh, there's a lot of debate on where he should go and either NHL or HL to start. I will say it. I'm glad that you got some AHL ice time first. Um, it's no secret. Alexi Lafreniere, uh, the first overall pick in this past year's draft, who went obviously ahead of uh, Quentin Byfield. He has struggled here and there throughout the um, the league. So I don't think – and this is always so tough, to debating whether or not you should go right – especially if you're a first and second overall pick, if you should go right in the NHL or – you know, starting the AHL, start your way up some entry level contract, play some AHL minutes, and just get get, uh, sorry, get used to playing pro hockey. Um, I, I think you could go either route. Um, I kind of like the way the Kings approach things better with Byfield. That's too, just me personally. I agree with that kind of thought process, but also I feel like it also depends on what the team is on paper at the moment. And this is true. I feel like he could have played from the beginning of the season because oh, the Kings uh, weren't I, that I great. And they, weren't, 
They I weren't going to make the playoffs, so might as well give him a chance. If he struggles, he struggles. Also, me. look at the guys he'd be around. He'd be around Drew Doughty. He'd be around Ozzy Kopitar, Jeff Carter while they had him. And at the time, Jeff Carter. And, and that was a huge reason why I wanted by to start Brown, in the NHL. Though, like, he's not the best player, I think, leadership-wise. Locker room, he could have helped him. Right. He okay, He's a he's a center. Uh, and yeah. same with Jeff Carter. Obviously, he's now in Pittsburgh. Um, but... I still would have loved to see the LA Kings develop um, Quentin Byfield on the fourth or third line on the line with, or, well, I guess third line on the line at the time with Jeff Carter and have or, him work very closely with Carter not gonna to work. help train yeah. him on faceoffs and also just like, obviously he doesn't need training, but you get what I'm saying, like help mentor him as exactly. a third line center and work his way up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's also one of those things. I know some teams are like they want to actually the play center. They don't really want to force them on the wing. But I feel like it, yeah. I don't think that hurts them too much, especially if you're playing with good, in, good uh, caliber well, well, players well, where you're l- at least learning right. from that center you're with. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is put this way, you know, maybe he's not ready to take on a power play center role or a penalty kill center yeah, role yet. yet. Yeah. Um, because at some point in time, he's going to be a top end Oh, uh, special teams killer. Um, so I think it would hurt. It couldn't hurt to put him on the wing then on the special teams mm-hmm. on the first or second line uh, for power play or penalty kill. But anyway, so that's enough about that. Uh, other scores around the league: St. Louis and Minnesota. St. Louis coming out on top. Mike Hoffman is 16th of the year. He got two. Um, and Yannis Berdine, Joel Erickson Eck, and Marcus Lino. The other ones: Robert Thomas and. Uh, Jordan Cairo, the other ones were St. Louis. A little bit of heated moment between the Blues netminder Jordan Bennington and uh, the Minnesota Wilds uh, goalie, I believe it's Cam Talbot. Um, yes, thank you. And I want to get in conversation a little bit. Uh, actually, you know, let's just let's do it you, now. You have brought it up. Yeah, let's. Yeah. What do you think about all this? these antics going on with Jordan Bennington? Because Ever since he came in the league, you know, he had he's that really great rookie year. There's no denying you, you can't deny it. he had a phenomenal rookie year. I uh, came in January and he ended up helping the Blues help win their first ever Stanley Cup. Ever since then, you know, during the regular playoffs, or sorry, during the regular season, um, you know, he's been pretty strong for the most part, but during the playoffs, he's struggled greatly. And it's showing. Um and obviously since the cup, but still. Um, he's kind of lost his cool a bit and everything here and there. Last name is a perfect example. You know, he started getting into it with Cam Talbot. If you're going to start chirping away, Bennington, drop the freaking gloves. Don't be a pansy yeah. about it. Drop the gloves. Show the guys, oh, oh you're not just hiding behind a mask. You're not just behind, uh, hiding behind these you know bigger, tougher guys. You know, Bennington maybe this big, tough guy. For all we know, we don't know. But you know, the way he's just chirping away, he's just. He's using his words. Uh, he's fighting with his words, but you know how Matt would in our Franker. <laughs> and he, he's not a fighter. He just fights with words. I get and, that. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, <laughs> I, I'm that boy a little bit. But still, if you're gonna chirp that much, you better be prepared to drop the mitts. I don't care if you're a goalie or a regular skater in the NHL, yeah. a hockey player in general. Like, you're chirping that much. Be prepared to get jumped. Be prepared to people be up in your face and do something about it. And if you're not getting ready to prepare to do something about it, oof, you can't be hiding, you can't be, uh, hiding behind teams forever. I agree, but also I get that the chirping a bit because everyone chirps. 
Uh, no, for sure. I, I get it. Everyone chirps. I get that. It's a part of the game. I love when players chirp. But this is the second, third, fourth time in, in quite, you know, more recent uh, memory, especially in the playoffs last year, if I remember correctly, where Bennington's giving the opposing goalies, if not some players, you know, the business. And I, I get it. You, you like to chirp the, the players, but he gets right in their face. He gives them literally a, a literal shoulder skating by, you know, and if you do that crap in the NHL, especially people are going to, you players are going to want to you know, punch crap out of you, man. Yeah, I agree. It, yeah, so you just I'm, all I'm saying, you just gotta be prepared for that. You, I'll, you if I'll you give some, you gotta be prepared to get some. You know, take some. I agree, but also I feel like just to go back to your a little because we talked about it before, especially we have you know, a little bit back by like the bubble, yep. a little white a little ways back, just talking about his kind of struggles a bit, and maybe we just kind of even though we just got a big contract for some reason, I think some yeah. people just kind of overhyped him. I mean, just like with Matt Murray, I'm not lying. Like this is Matt Murray all over again. You know, sure he can put up some solid numbers. Yeah, he's won you a cup. Good for you. But he's. I don't think he's as good as people think he is, or is saying he he is. Let's just not that he didn't play well because he did play well in that rookie year. But let's also not put a little column to the luck side of it as well. Because yeah, it just happened to be that way because he was the back of the back of the of their AHL affiliate. He's it was the ECHL, I yeah, think, he was, even. And, and he was, he was so pissed. He was getting ready. He, he, I think he asked for a trade or, or, yeah. or was released or whatever. And he was in like his late 20s by then. Yeah. So exactly. right now it's a little interesting because I know the Flyers are probably going to have that little issue with Hart too because he's in that stand where he played well. Now it's just up to him to kind of rebound from struggling. Right. So I yeah. think Hart, because he's younger, has that ability. I think he can and will. And not that I don't think Bennington will either. It's just he's older. So that window for him isn't going to be as long. Because let's just, oh. I, I always put it to this because I can, even though I think uh, Tim Thomas is a better goalie, I always put it to Tim Thomas because Tim Thomas was also a late developer. But also his NHL career to me wasn't that long. It really wasn't that long. The more you think about it, it really wasn't. Because he, he did help him win that 2011 Stanley Cup. Yeah. That did happen. Uh, okay. No. It was a little bit longer than, than I remember, but he he started. He would started in the NHL when he was a 28-year-old goalie. Exactly. And he played four games. Mm-hmm. He then didn't play again until he was 31. Mm-hmm. He didn't play for the 2003, 2004. Obviously, 2004, 2005, there's lockout. So three years later, he rejoins the NHL with Boston, and he played eight years for them. Then he got traded to Florida. And then that same year, um, when Roberto Luongo went to Florida that year, he got traded to Dallas because yes. they have a bit of a history. Yeah, he finished his so career. Yeah. he's played a combined nine years. Yeah, which is it's a good amount of seasons, but it's not that long. No, especially when you're starting what 27, 28. Exactly. There's something. Uh, ugh, that's why I kind of put. It, that's why I kind of put Benson around that same time. He, I think he was 27, not 28, but it's still around that age. But still, uh, you know, he could have a eight plus year mm-hmm. uh, career. We don't know. He did send a contract for six years, which, not gonna lie, it's I little, think they yeah, overpaid him yeah. and the length that they 
that's a lot. So hey, we could both be wrong me. on this too. He could easily prove us. We we very well could be, and and you know to help to you know kind of play devil's advocate, advocate play on both sides here. You know, I knew he's so far in the regular season. He looks like a pretty legitimate goalie, mm-hmm. but you know, there's there's a lot of maturity. He's done, that I'll he put it needs this to way, mature. True. Not Even, gonna lie, that, and that he does. A big I do agree with that. But also, let's not forget, he has done something that two thirds of the goalies in the league haven't done. He's got a ring. He does, and that's a big thing. Uh, which again, is why. I, which is why you see guys like him get big contracts. He or even Hopi and everyone, or uh, even though Barbowski got a big one, even though he never really did anything in the playoffs. Yeah. Florida, you know, kind of repeat on that one significantly. Um, <laughs> and Matt Murray, again, even though I don't think he's getting paid that much, but he won two cups. He won two rings, not just one. Yeah. And now I have a back to back. Do you understand how hard that is? The it's last hard, time it's But also, let's not forget. He I had, believe was the Detroit Red Wings ninety seven ninety eight. That's not it. easy to do. It's not, but also since then he's been having injury issues. He's been having yes. trouble staying healthy, which is why you kind of see the struggles of late for him. So that's where I'll defend Matt Murray on that one. No, I, I agree. To be fair, mm-hmm. um, all right, let's move on. The rest yes. of the scores: Toronto topping Montreal four to one. Nick Suzuki hit the lone goal for the Canadians. Off his Austin Matthews, he's thirty. Fifth goal on the year. That's unbelievable. Uh, Ottawa, uh, pretty much manhandling the Canucks six to three. Uh, the Canucks are nineteen twenty one and three, which doesn't seem right, but the way they've been playing it makes sense. Victor Mete, also, he's first of the year. They had the yeah. big COVID outbreak too. This is true. A big chunk of time. This is true. Uh, Victor Mete, he's first of the year, and uh, as a Ottawa center, remember the Senators picked him up off of waivers off, of, off of the Montreal Canadiens. Thomas Shabbat is fifth of the year. Brady Kachuk, 16th. I believe Brady Kachuk had a Gordy Owl hat trick. If not, it was pretty close to it. San Jose he topping weird. Um, Arizona, 4 to 2. Uh, Vegas dominated Colorado, 5 to 2. Devontae's Ryan Grace, the goals for the um, Avalanche. And the, this is the 10th streak in the Golden SF1. William Carlson, Patrick Reddy, Marshall, Saul, and Mark Stone, the captain. Um, five two, all scoring there. And last but not least, Winnipeg losing to Edmonton three to one. Blake Wheeler, uh, the lone goal for the Jets, twenty fourth of the year for Leon Drysaddle, along with Tyson Berry and RNA, trying to Jim Hopkins. Um, spotlight for uh, Connor McDavid here, according to the sad head. He assisted on all three goals yesterday. His sixtieth career three point game. Here's uh, a look at the players with the most three-point games since the 2015-2016. Connor McDavid, 68. The next closest, 49. Patrick King. And do you understand something? That means... Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying Nathan McKinnon isn't on that list? He's not right there? He's not number two? No, he's not. Oh, wow. Patrick King, 49. Artemi Panarin, 48. Mm. Drysdale, 47. Shifley, 45. And Sidney Crosby, 44. Those are just the top names. But everyone keeps saying how he's the second best player in the league right now. He's get, not. Get, get out of here. Get, get out of here. But then again, the, the other second best player in the league, Crosby, he's lower in the list. But he's also all, he's also older. Let's shut up. I mean, hey, I do. You got I, do, I, is, yeah. I do. He's I do think he is. But let's yeah. not. Let's I, I know just, you like giving him and, and the Avalanche some shit. 
I do like doing that, but also let's not forget there. It's a. I think there's a, a decent drop off between McDavid and McKinnon. A decent. If, there's if, a if major. McD- I'll put it this way. Off. I'll put it there's this way. There's a major, and McKinnon is. I think the second best player in the world right now. Also, if not, you can has. easily argue the third. Compare the teams. Look who he has versus who he has. Yeah, but here, here's what's even more hard to believe. They mentioned since the 2015-16 season. That's his rookie. That year. was his rookie year. He didn't even play a full season. He was hurt half the year. That's Thanks unbelievable. It was not on purpose. I do promise you that. Yes, it wasn't, but. It was a little, I, I, yeah. I yeah, it was very iffy. And then later they became teammates at one point. Yeah. Uh, let's go for updated standings in the East Washington up by a point now. A single point over the Pittsburgh Penguins who, yes, they I will admit. To, they have, a, they have played each other twice t- uh, tonight and I think either t- nope. tomorrow or the over They've the been playing great hockey and got a hand to them. And I, unfortunately, and it does not look like my prediction will stand. Uh, it looks like they will make the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. Unless, yeah. Yeah. unless, yeah, unless yeah. there is a chance that they could just not, slide. It. It's not a sl- yeah, yeah, it's not going to happen. There's a slight chance. But Again, um, I can't doubt. I, I wanted to agree with you on that one with your prediction there, but I can't doubt Sidney Crosby. I can't do it. Oh, I can't either. He's got pure time. But my, my the only reason why I really wanted this to happen was because I wanted the Penguin, uh, Jim Rutherford at the time, to really see how much of his moves were biting Penguins in the ass, including keep training away future first. Because, wow, they just clinched a playoff spot yesterday, the other day. Yes, he, yes they did. And um, if the Penguins didn't, they would at least have a top 15, top 16 or whatever, or yeah, top 15 pick. Mm-hmm. In my bowl, right now, they're very bold right now they have a two a very important series against the Caps where whoever wins up could be the team that takes the division. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh it's funny Mitch was uh, yeah. Mitch made a prediction, put money like 20 bucks down on um, the Caps winning the East. And I think at the moment he said he could cash it out for like fifty. And he was texting me yesterday saying, "Should I cash it out? I don't. I don't know. They have two games I, against each other." <laughs> I I would see how the that's that's what, a tough that's, one. Yeah, we said let's see how the first game goes, and then but still think about it, if even if it wins, goes, he's like even if it goes to overtime, he's fine with it because at least they get a point out of it. The Caps. So this is true. Pittsburgh wins in regulation. Regulation. Yeah. Then that's different. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Islanders 63 points, 29-15-5 record. Boston 62 points. And the Rangers, they are four points behind the Bruins. Uh, the Flyers, unfortunately, they are oh. going to be done. They're 51 points. They're seven points behind the Rangers. They're 11 points behind the Bruins. That is literally impossible. And unless they win every game for this season, which is not going to happen. It's not happening. They can't um, beat the Devils they, the other yeah. night. Exactly. Uh, which they also had a major loss. Uh, by the way, important note here: no team in the East has even clinched a playoff spot yet. That's how uh, close which it goes is. to the Central. Three, sorry, um, yeah, three yeah, teams three. have currently clinched uh, spots. That means one more spot. Carolina is leading the Central, seventy-one points, followed by Florida and Tampa Bay, who all it's, clinched. That's another one that's going to come down to the wire of who wins it. Right. Yeah, I still think it's um, going to be Tampa Bay, but I can't rule I out the others. I very well see it. Um, one big thing here for Carolina, they've seven overtime losses. That's a huge reason why they're ahead. Yeah. And Florida uh, has five. 
Dallas has yes. 12. That's why they're able to come back in. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nashville and Dallas are neck and neck only by, sing, uh, mm-hmm. by two points. Uh, Nashville is currently squeezing on and hanging on with that playoff spot. Our good buddy Pete Weber, his Nashville Predators, are currently sitting in fourth in the Central at 56 points. Dallas is 54. So do you think Dallas is a cutoff, or do you think Chicago has a legitimate no. chance at 49 points? No. Chicago's done? Cut them out? Done. All right, that's fair. Out. Um, all right, we'll cut them out. Uh, so the cutoff, obviously, in the East is the Rangers. Cutoff in the Central is Dallas. Uh, in the north, uh, also three out of the four teams have clinched. Toronto, 67. Edmonton. I'm sorry. Uh, I what? completely what? read that wrong. What? What? Sorry. What? Sorry. Sorry. My bad. False alarm. Um, only one team in the north has clinched. That is Toronto, who is 67. Edmonton is 60. They are in second. Winnipeg in third with 57. Montreal in fourth with 51. I think the, I think it's that's going to be your four teams. Yeah. Calgary has a uh, chance. They're, the cu- they're, cut- they're that cut off, but it's not going to happen. behind Montreal. Six. Mm-hmm. Unless Montreal really plummets down to the earth, and Calgary I would rises very, up. I would, they're four or six and oh in their last ten. Um, For Montreal or Calgary? Montreal. Calgary's five and five. Oh. Yeah. If Montreal um, misses I, the playoffs, you don't know how happy it would be if that happened. I know how. I, I know that would make you very happy. It would. I know you're not a fan yeah. of Montreal. Oh, it's not even just that. It's, it's the fact that when at the beginning of the season, there were certain teams people hyped. They're like, oh, why yes. did and they Montreal hype them was so much? Montreal, Montreal was one, was one of them. them. And yeah. I'll say this. If it was not for Tyler Toffoli, I think they would be swapped with Calgary right now. Because yeah, Tyler Toffoli is killing it for the Montreal Canadiens. All right. Last but not least, the West. This is the division that has three out of the four uh, player spots taken. Yes. Vegas leading 72, who, by the way, is only a point ahead of the uh, Hurricanes for Again, the President's Trophy for right some now. Reason, I was told by some people, not Jeff, just, you know, in reading for the record, everything. For the record, I did not say this. Other people did. Yes. That Colorado was going to take the West because they were just so good. I, and it's not going to happen. Well, here's the issue. The Vegas. Golden Knights kind of signed someone named Alex freaking Petrangelo in the offseason. So have the best goalie you know. tandem, not to mention a pretty good offense. They're pretty, <laughs> pretty yeah, they're pretty good. Again, uh, I'm gonna, not going to lie. Those two are going to dogfight to come out of that division. Dude, that's going to be a bloodbath. Uh, Colorado 66 points, and Minnesota is a point behind the freaking Avalanche. Yes, they are. Who's, who's led by rookie sensation. Kirill uh, Kaprizov. By the way, um, who do you think is going to win the Calder? Kaprizov? Or there's this other guy. Uh, is it Robertson or Dickinson? I, I get the two mixed up. Uh, in Dallas, I want to say it's Robertson. I think it's Robertson. I, I don't know. No. Dallas they're Stars fans, be, I apologize. They're both I know they're both on the Stars. And I but saw, no, they're going to be... I saw during like the halfway point, just about someone did like their... They did their like uh, predictions. And someone said someone yeah. from Chicago... I forgot who he was, but that I think he he's may. a goalie. Yeah, but, but l- let's be honest. I think it's it Caprizo. should be belong to Caprizo. It, it's hands down. The mm. guy has forty points, forty one if not. Um, not only that, he's a huge part of Minnesota. By the way, he was what a fifth, seventh round pick by now Flyers GM Chuck Fletcher. Yeah. So, 
Well, and to be fair, you can't give all the credit to Fletcher. This too. Gotta give the scouts too. Just shout out to Minnesota scouts. Not that San Jose doesn't have a chance because I guess technically they do because they're only five points out. I think that cutoff is Arizona. They're close, but I do think it's Saint Lu- I think it's St. Louis's fourth spot to lose. It really is. I'm not gonna lie. I, I mean, wouldn't look, be shocked. If look at San the last Jose ten between Arizona. the teams behind them: two eight zero and two seven one. They're six four zero. It's theirs to it's theirs to lose if they. Do. It really is. Um, is the cutoff San Jose at absolute most? It's got to be right. Oh, it definitely is. I don't even know. I. I don't even know if they could do it though. Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, I don't think they will yeah. either. I think it's really so for Arizona, right now but... for safe safe reasons. It's Arizona is the cutoff, yeah. but logically it could be San Jose if things go that well for them. Yeah. Um, all right, a lot of games going on tonight. Uh, all of them except for three starting in the 7 o'clock, 7.30 range. Sabres and Bruins, Red Wings and Hurricanes, Flyers, Devils, which is going to be a loss. Uh, Islanders, Rangers, Tampa Bay against Dallas. Peyton, Washington, that's a pivotal one. Watch that one there. Vancouver and Toronto. Florida, Chicago. Another big game between St. Louis and Minnesota. Uh, Calgary and Edmonton. Uh, happy birthday to uh, Thank you. Curtis Joseph, uh, Jonathan Taze, Dan Girardi, Bruce Driver, and Brandon Dubinsky. Um, obviously, Taze is the only one who still is playing today. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that is your stat head. Uh, rather long stat head. Actually, the worst thing is I didn't even get to the top performances. I'll only do a couple since this one's so long. Jack Campbell... He had uh, actually, you know what? Although he had the best save percentage, I'm given uh, that as a top goalie, Mark Andre Fleury, 35 saves on 37 shots, 0.946 save percentage. Uh, Jack Campbell did allow one goal on 33 shots. Uh, Mike Hoffman. I, I know we're, I'm going back to Vegas, but they have holes, yeah, like de- depth wise. Yeah. But I mean, compared to to me, the depth, the holes that Colorado have. I, I don't trust. literally if, if you if you switch Colorado's depth to Vegas and uh, they would be set. And if you switch Vegas's goaltending, obviously, to yeah. Colorado, they would be set. Yeah, they, I, I, they don't have, trust, I don't trust Colorado's. I don't trust. That's why I take. Yeah, I don't trust. That's why I take Vegas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I since Vegas from the beginning, just making that clear. Wait mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Hoffman and Max. We won't do that, though. Just the tease. Once the players do come, I'm sure Jeff and I will. Do a little wager of you know oh, something yeah. small, we'll of be something. sorts of these playoff rounds and who yeah. comes out. I was right. Stars won. Shut up. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, Mike Hoffman and Max Pacioretty each two goals and assists each with three points. Mark Stone a goal and two assists. Those are some of your top performers with three points. Let's get the ball rolling here. Uh, move past this because it, this is a long one. Uh, so I apologize for that. Um, You're good. Other than it was that, a long one, but we were able to break it down into. Yeah, like, no, no, it was a very good breakdown stuff, for yeah. for league wise. Yeah. Um, so we went um, over uh, standings. Uh, I think right now is the best time to go over this new deal with the NHL Wimmer. Yes, they actually did too. Uh, NBC it is true. No longer going to be after the season uh, broadcasting uh, hockey games. Or NHL games. This is going to be weird. They'll, I'm not they'll, get, lie. they'll still have the Olympics, so I can't say hockey in general because they'll have the Olympics. Yeah. Um, so 
the one that happened a little before then, but I don't think we've talked about it on here yet. Uh, but the big one, the ma- main one really is uh, them signing with ESPN, essentially going yes. back to what it was before NBC came in. Um, maybe getting Gary Thorne and Bill Clement back. Maybe. I would like that. Let's hope. Clement did uh, retire from broadcasting recently, so I don't know if that would change anything. But I also understand it too, because obviously for those listening, if you listen to us worldwide or in Canada, this doesn't revolve around you at all. It's just US kind of broadcast, not anything else, because everyone else everyone else in the world is fine. Uh, it's just a US kind of thing going with the ESPN. And uh, Warner Media snags the second kind of right. So a seven-year deal with Turner Sports. This happened earlier in the week. Or, yeah, uh, if not over the weekend, this past weekend. Uh, for seven years and also put putting some live games on HBO Max. That's um, going to be weird. It'll also have feature games on TNT and TBS. Um yeah, they'll share. They'll have sharing rights with ESPN. Um, they'll kind of, they'll go off and on every year with uh, Stanley Cup and TNT will now be your airing sponsor of uh, the uh, not World Cup. Uh, sorry, the Winter Classic. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how many. Get, I don't know how often they'll be on ABC. I doubt it'll be that often. Um, and just in terms of that. Uh, but they're sharing the rights with so many other teams. So this is an interesting one where there's parts of it where I'm interested in, uh, but others where it's like, okay, you're kind of following everyone else's year, but the deal. Wow. Okay. So they'll cost about 225 million yearly for Turner's portion of it. Uh, where ESPN is paying 400 million will be paying 400 annually annually and currently that's going to run up soon the NBC Sports one is like between uh 300 million so this kind of that uh it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of plays out cuz unfortunately this is the part cuz I kind of want to go pros and cons of this cuz I I get why you're going with ESPN cuz pretty much everyone even UFC recently in the past couple yeah. of years, went ESPN. Everyone just kind of goes ESPN because it just makes sense. It's yeah. If you're going to sports, if you're watching sports, ESPN. Um, but you're now going to have to battle with football, the NFL during football seasons, college football. That's why you're on TNT. You're not going to get any uh, college football games on yeah. day. You're not going to get any luck there. Um, and obviously the NBA. They always. Uh, Disney and ESPN have a big deal with NBA, so that's why they broadcast and talk about the NBA so much, so often on their network. It's just going to be how they siphon it. But also on their deal with Warner Media, they are getting seventy-two games per year, I believe. So I do like that. Yeah. Um, but obviously, this doesn't affect local coverage. This is just not right. Which is, I'd say, probably seventy-two is about maybe a little more that NBC does yearly for the season you're, you're, you're probably right to be honest uh, but I do like the fact um, I like the fact that you have HBO because I have HBO Max and I know not everyone has HBO Max I like the idea of seeing like live streaming games that's what I like about this whole that I do enjoy uh, it's going to be weird that HBO Max of all 
I get it though, because a lot of streaming places are kind of one are kind of promoting live sports. They have live sports. Uh, YouTube, Peacock I knew was a big does, one for baseball. Yeah, Peacock, uh, Amazon Prime does a little for with NFL. Uh, uh, I think uh, Paramount Plus and obviously Hulu always does their ads if that they have live sports. Um, but yeah, so that doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. Apple TV was also in the running for it, uh, just because just as a streaming place, I feel like they could have, you know, it makes sense. Just streaming watch just to say, Hey, look, we have live sports and it has something on our platform. <laughs> uh, so in that sense, I kind of get that. So again, you're just, kinda, yeah. you're just kind of on the back burner. I feel when you're with ESPN. Yeah. Like I, get, um, I get going with ESPN and doing that. And at least you still get it, but you're, going to get a lot of ESPN plus streaming or ESPN two. You're not going to get ESPN that often. I have, I had to guess. So this is also a big deal for the salary cap because, uh, Gary Bettman said the NHL salary cap, which is tied to revenues and expected to stay at 81.5 mil for the foreseeable future should be able to increase sooner than expected because of the financial ramifications of the Mm -hmm. two media rights agreements. This is a huge deal. Uh, because it's going to allow teams to do more uh, at the deadline, free agency, just trades in general. Yep. It's going to be yeah, a big they're deal. Gonna hope, they're going to hope uh, TNT will hope air three of the seven Stanley Cup final series during their deal. So the other four will go to ESPN. So I do kind of like that. And I think the fact that they'll get games on TNT and TBS may get more viewers because we were talking. Yeah. I, was, I had a, a mini rant, but a little thing of uh, during the past bubble that I felt like some of the games, I kind of question why they were on certain networks. I was seeing NBC Sports Network. It's just kind of makes sense. But like not everyone has NHL Network. So no, they don't. That- and, this, so, and that's a great point you make. So like, for example... You know, I, you know, being you know when when I was at my uh, my parents or anything for a little while, you know, we had NHL Network there. But ever since I moved to DC, we don't have cable here. And dude, like it's impossible. You, you, you see, one thing that bugged me: you can't even find NHL Network online to stream anywhere. Like exactly. you don't, you can't watch it on. Like for example, Trade Deadline Special. Um, That's what I do you know, like. I, I did like that they actually aired on ESPN. The trade deadline. Yeah, but for me, again, I don't got cable. That's my own problem. Yeah, that's why I, I kind of. That's Plus. another reason why I like the the live stream on HBO Max. Yes, because they're going for the people who don't have cable. Yeah, want to watch, In which I appreciate exactly. And I also already have HBO Max. Exactly. So I'm fine. watching Batman Beyond. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> which I, I I'm on season two. I, I'm making progress. There you go. Longest season. Very slowly. It looks like a very long season, by the way. Anyway. Um, all right. Yeah. So is there any... Oh, uh, before I forget, uh, I did see this on Twitter. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry. For the Capitals, no Alexander Ovechkin, which is a big deal. And I believe... Uh, let's see. Who else... All right, so it looks like Ovechkin's out, and if I'm not mistaken, Backstrom as well. Uh, Also. Uh, But Malkin is also out for the Penguins, I believe. Happy retirement to Ryan Miller. Yes. 
at the end of the season, he will hang up his skates. So good career for him. Never won a cup, but still a solid goaltender. He's one of the better goalies I remember growing up watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I actually, um, it's I remember he's already retired and he was the last goalie to play in the playoffs with the Sabres. Yeah. So this happens to be in the playoffs since. That's his lost, but barely yeah. lost, but barely they lost. lost. They lost. Barely well, lost. They barely lost the series. I'll put it that way. In game seven, though, they got destroyed. Well, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like 6 1. Yes. But. Also, that kind of says how long, one, how long his career is, also how long their drought is for Buffalo. He was a rookie, I want to say, in 0506. He was the same year that Cam Ward was a rookie, so that was 0506. But the fact that he played, he lasted, uh, he had a longer career than Cam Ward did, that's a He's bit surprising. 40. He's 40. That's a, that's really good. Uh, Cam to... Ward retired at least five years ago, I want to say. Three, yes, at least, I saw it three yeah, or five years actually, ago. Actually, he started in 2002, 2003. I he lied. I'm sorry. He played 15 games that year. With For whatever Sabres. reason, I thought he was a rookie the same year Ward was. I don't know why. That Here's makes what it was. Though. Here what it was. You know how you have to play a certain amount of games to be considered a rookie? Played 15 that 2002, 2003, 03, 04, only played three games, 48 games, 04, 05, 05 06. lockout. Yeah, 04, 05 lockout, 05, 06, 48. That'll games. do it. So that'll do it. He went to the playoffs that year, too. Yes, he did, where they played the Flyers mm-hmm. and unfortunately beat them. Yes. Along with Danny Breer, who the very next season went to the Flyers. Uh, speaking about the Flyers, I think it's time, unless we have any other thing. No, uh, but time to wise. talk about our depression. Yeah, time to talk about depression. So let's Can't talk wait. about, before we get to the deep, deep depression of this team, uh, let's actually talk about, even though there's very, very little, little highlights for the Flyers of late. One, obviously some young guys, Wade Allison has looked pretty good. The last He's a good um, Eager Zamula, like by a, the way, he got called back up to the active roster. I believe he's playing tonight. Yes. Uh, Torinsky plays tonight, but um, obviously Tanner Lezinski, although he got hurt and it's time for the season and we'll be back for the next season. I think he's a uh, solid. Um, obviously, Cam York had just, and obviously Igor that you just mentioned. Uh, Cam York had just signed his uh, entry level contract. Uh, I think, I don't think we talked about that, but he did that and Sure. All this. Uh, so it's getting. He a little... put up three points in his first game, if I'm not mistaken, uh, mm-hmm. with the Phantoms in the first period alone. A goal and two assists. And if I'm not mistaken, Mitch was talking to me the other day. One of the Flyers. Uh, what's his name? Jackson Cates. No, not well. Jackson Cates too. Yeah, he he has come over too, which I think he could be a potential upgrade of a. I don't think he's going to be like a still starter like prospect, but I think he could be a better version of Bunneman or Andrioff that can throw on the fourth line. I would thousand percent agree. Bunneman is not much. Andrioff has been an eh. Um, who was it that you were talking about? Uh, with I'm Mitch? looking. I'm looking it up now. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, like- well, while you're looking him up, 
Um, uh, Samuel Erson. Apparently, he is. Erson, yes. Apparently, his contract may be run, uh, done with their SHL team, so he may be coming over. Or that would maybe. be a big victory but, right there. Yes, which then you could just send him down to the AHL or send him. That's back, fine with me. Run him over back over to the SHL. Uh, still fine with it, me. It's not doing too terribly great this year. 9-11, 42 games. SHL. Yeah, 42 games, 9-11 save percentage, 296 Jeez. goals against. 42 Fedotov, games, that is a damn. That played in 26 games. Ivan Fedotov, right? Yeah. 925 save percentage, 2.21 goals All against right. in the KHL. In 25, Ooh. 26 games, sorry. All right. All right. There's some hope for Flyers goaltenders mm-hmm. yeah, to how. back up Carter Hart down the line. Obviously, he was hurt, but um, used to make a as well. Let's not forget about him. For real. And then I was for real. Yep. They had their very little minor things that yeah. next season or training camp will be interesting, especially blue line, depending on what the Flyers do there. Yeah. Um, also, this too, history was made the other night with their captain. <laughs> the very overrated, overpaid Claude Giroux climbed to third. All time in flyers points. Yes. Eight fifty one just passing Bryant Prop. Yeah, but I do want to make this note. I did mention this to you earlier, Whitmer. It took Brian Prop on 140 games less than Giroux. Mm-hmm. And Drew is only 30 points behind Bill Barber. Yes, for second with eight hundred eighty-three points. And still a lot of points away from Bobby Clark. 359 to be exact. There you go. Uh, But, you know, huge congratulations to Giroux. Um, Potential milestone on the line tonight, if Warcheck gets a point, it will be his, his next points will be his 600th points in the black and uh, orange and black uniform. Yes. Not only that, he needs three points to pass Rob Brennamore to be for 10. 601 points. Currently, uh, is that that's what Brennamore had with the yeah. Flyers. Uh, he needs 602 total to pass him for 10th all time in Flyers history points. Yes, yeah, that, that's that's unreal. Also, I don't, I'm not surprised that people uh, we did want to talk about this, and then I actually want to talk about this before we even get to the because I thought about it and it made me angry. Uh, people and people's annoyances with uh, Claude Giroux. I don't get it. <sighs> Like at all. I, uh, also, Jeff and Ellick, both of us were looking at it this season. This season, the guys who were struggling, not the quote unquote core that everyone always says is the issue with the Flyers. It's, it's actually not the core. No, it's not the veterans. The young guys have struggled. Even Kevin Hayes, who's still younger. Uh, yeah, has struggled. Uh, connecting struggled greatly. He still nearly has 30 points. Yeah. Here are your goal point goal portion for connect me. That's where he's struggling, but your top yeah. four uh, points leaders for the flyers, James van Riemsdyk with 39 points. Yep. And I'll put it this way. He needs one more point for 40. And this will be the third consecutive year since one, he, the third year where he joined the flyers since time back and the third consecutive year where he scored 40 plus points. Yeah, he's um, he's still pretty good. For those who said he's not good in the contract, this is why I hate contracts. If you give a player of his stature a four thirty goal scorer, who by the way he scored twenty seven his first year in, since return to Philly, you give a guy like that big contract, 
excuse me, like uh, he he got a pretty good good contract. Not gonna lie, it's a, it's a big contract. You expect results. If he can give you forty plus points every year, that's nothing to sneak. Like, come on, you can't uh, just don't brush that to the side. That's, he's leading. A, he's also leading the Flyers in goals with sixteen, which isn't a lot, yes. but sixteen goals. It's it's still Next, like the fact that he's forty points now. Geez. It shouldn't be a surprise at all. But Vorchek leads the Flyers in assists with twenty nine, which is why he is second is thirty eight points. He only has nine goals. Uh, and captain. Our captain, Claude Drew, third, 36 points, 14 goals, 22 assists. Right behind him with one less assist, 21, Chunk Cherry with 35 points, who I still think is battling with something. He doesn't look the same, like the same. He's, Cherry, yeah. he's got it. I mean, here's my thing. There's, there's no point in battling right now because look, hypothetically, if the Pirates even make the playoffs and squeak in, they're going to get swept regardless of the play. Shut down the guys who you know are injured. If they need surgery, get in the surgery like it tomorrow. Carol Lazinski, Carter Hart, he's shut down. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Thank God he doesn't need surgery. That's where you know. That's where you know. They shut him down. They shut down Hart, which should pretty much be your telltale sign. They're done. Even though they're still yes. mathematically not eliminated, they're done. They're done. They, they only have they're a 0.2% chance. Yeah. Um, and that's only that's one winning all your games and hoping fate you know helps, which isn't going to be in your favor, especially when you see the saber the yeah. fucking Bruins playing sabers all the time. Um, so those are stat leaves right now for the Flyers. Yes. Um, I just but, maybe it's because they don't put up goals, and for some reason everyone likes goals for the for the Flyers fans. Maybe that's why they don't like Vorchek or Carew yeah. because sure. Vorchek only has 177 goals in his career as. A, and the Flyers yeah, only. And Drew only has Sorry. 271 uh, versus the 580 he has on assists for Drew and the 422 assists that Forcheck has. Those are solid numbers. Like, I know it's people- ridiculous. Even if, if uh, Vorcheck had never, so Vorcheck's only his 177 goals as a Flyer, he's mm-hmm. only four behind Jeff Carter in his entire career in Philadelphia. That's how reductive. But and go and Jeff Carter, he was a goal scorer. He was a pure sniper in his days with Philadelphia. The fact that Voracek, who's more of a playmaker, is only four goals behind him in, in pretty to, much it's similar to what yeah. you said about um prop where he played a lot yes. less games in the Voracek has it currently. But yeah, Voracek has played isn't a goal scorer. He's not gonna no, he's not. not gonna light the goals up, but he's gonna find the open man. He is really good at that. Yes. But still, Voracek is uh, is 18th all-time in goals. Katori, 19th all-time in goals. Yeah. Drew is 9th all-time in goals. Katori will jump on the right ranks as well. He's right down there as yeah. well. And he's, James Ian Ringsdake is 35th. Travis Konecki is already 39th all-time goals. He's 92 in his career. Goes to 43rd in points. That's 215. Um but yeah, it's it's gonna happen. Like, do you think? And this is a hypothetical, and I'm probably wrong because Bobby Clark was such a great player. But do you think if the yes. Flyers went up on those two Stanley Cups with him, that he would have gotten no. as much shit as Drew would have got? If Drew gets right now. Well, sorry, repeat your question. I just want to make sure I'm hearing it right. If Bill, uh, Bobby Clark, Bobby Clark, would have gotten as much shit when he was playing, if they'd one of won that cup. As Drew does now. 
Or do you think um, fans he, liked him more because he was a Broad Street bully and always doing that shit? Where it's, it's honestly, it's the more thing. It's kind of hard to say. It's two completely different areas. Back then, you could get away with flat out murder on the ice. They would love it. They would, yeah, they would I welcome agree. that. Um, and that's now Bobby I, Clark, though. However, he was a, an all around complete player. He fought. He scored. He passed. He did everything, and he skated. And again. It's definitely not far off because people were, have always been compared Drew with Bobby Clark. I don't think that's that far off of a comparison either. Um, Drew doesn't get as gritty and all that, but in terms no. of skill, that's pretty skill close. Skill-wise, you could argue he's pretty damn close. Like, yeah, because it's not like Bobby Clark was this dangler. He just no. would score. Mm-hmm. He would get assist. He would he would get points left and right. Exactly. And it, it's just yeah, he, he would put up points. Um, now looking at his stats, ha- like this is just because and the Flyers haven't won a cup since the seventies. Drew, but, I'm sorry, not Drew. Um, Bobby Clark to say that oh he's not a goal scorer. His best season, he had 37 goals. He put up three consecutive uh, seasons with 35 plus goals. He had um, he had four total seasons of thirty plus goals. He had two seasons of, or sorry, three seasons. My apologies, of hundred plus points. Uh, a couple others very close: 87, 81, 90, 89. He's multiple seasons in the AHL where he's yeah. put up a lot of you know. Also, um, uh, not to be points dick, like that in general, but. The nets were a little bigger, and the padding were a little smaller, yes, so it was very, a little easier. Yes. And and and. and and Drew's defense, the Nets were lo- it was a little easier to score. I feel back then, yeah. but Drew does uh, have one seat. Drew, and it wasn't even that long ago. That was seventeen, eighteen. Drew had over a hundred points. He had one hundred two points. Yeah, I was there that game where he got the hat trick to get uh, to one past the hundred point mark, which I've never seen anyone also, do in my life in person, which is a very cool. And the season with the f- but one hundred two points—that's nothing to sneeze about either. Also, his captaincy should never go question because how many times just this season alone has Drew put himself on the team put himself on the back everything on his back this is the worst thing way to put it the Philadelphia Flyers have wasted Claude Drew's career and I hate that but they have that's why it's one of the worst things it sucks that they've been so inconsistent he's uh 33 right now he's going to be 34 next season Vortech and JVR I don't know if he's going to be next year or not I don't know for, uh, Seattle still use that, but four checks thirty one. You just waste another year. I still want to compete when you still have them at their not or about at their prime, but still competing on as well the as they are. That's why it, now, like it's I'm not gonna lie. So and here's been, the other thing: Drew's contract is expiring. It is. Yep. After next season. Mm-hmm. After but next season, he will be a free agent potentially. Next, nice transition, Jeff, because that's what I was going to get into next. Um. I, I know you too well. Because obviously one thing that we've mentioned many times that something that flyers the many holes that the flyers need to fix. I still think they need a fourth line center. Maybe they can find in one of their young guys that they're playing now. Uh, but also a comp, a comparable number one center to be with Provorov. In order to do that, you're gonna need to pay them. Fortunately, you don't really have the cap to be able to do that. You can hope that Seattle or you say, hey, take JVR or whatever, just so you can shed at least seven mil average annual. 
So at least they could try to get someone back or whoever. But like, yeah, not saying Provorov isn't a bad defenseman. He is a good defenseman. I think he's a good one A or one B. Right. He's he not, he does at the moment. Someone. He's not a. He's not. He's not going to be able to do it by himself. Braun, yeah. I actually think he's. I, he started off the year very shaky, but I think he's actually done pretty well. But he's not a number one defenseman. If he's on my third pair, I don't hate it. As long as it's not a fast, if there's a fast player on the ice, he's going to get burnt every time. Uh, even a guy with above speed is going to burn Justin Braun easily. But you just need to, you need to update, upgrade your defense. Obviously. <laughs> That's not an understatement. But also, this is just a headache that Chuck Fletcher is going to find himself in. Is not obviously this season because this offseason you do have to send Carter Hart, and it's it's. A dick thing to say, but the only the one good thing about Hart not struggling is that you don't have to pay him a big contract. No, he is, he is an RFA at the end of the year. So here, um, and speaking of contracts, you got a lot of contracts you have uh, coming up. So at the end of this year, big contracts, but they have a well. So at the end of this year, uh, Nolan Patrick, Carson Torinsky, remember both RFAs. Wow, RFAs, holy shit, RFAs. Um, Travis Sanheim, an RFA. Um, you have Sam Marin, a UFA, Hart, RFA, uh, Lion, and Elliot. You have uh, UFAs, and then Andrew Frosser, that's fine, let him go. Um, and a bunch of guys in the minors, uh, including, uh, keep in mind, German Rubisov. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it's the year after the one that where Giroud becomes a free agent. You have more important guys to take care of. Sean Couturier. Tanner Lazinski, Joel Farabee, Wade Allison, um, Morgan Frost. You know, you, you have a bunch of key guys coming up well, uh, that Frost you really there. need to take care of. You do, but a lot of those guys aren't going to cost you that much. The, the no, big one that will cost for you sure. is, is cute. And I, I think Giroux will he'll, he'll get, get Giroux money. He'll get close to Drew money, if not maybe Kevin Hayes or uh, JBR. Um, but I think oh, you know what? Will... I'll put it this way: I think I think he'll get because he's only making four point three mil per yeah. year. That is a steal. He was that on was. this contract last year. You know, was Selkier, mm-hmm. uh, you know, winning year. Um, he is also twenty eight. <laughs> yeah. So it's. It, it's it's, it's uh, going to be interesting what contract anything, he gets. I think Drew so here, will get three more, I, I think Drew gets three more years. I think Katuri between three or five more years. Five years. You've got to give kids five. I'm telling you five. Here's my thing. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think that Katuri and Drew's contracts could actually switch. Uh, so basically give Katuri pretty close to the seven, eight mil. Mm-hmm. And, and Drew... Drop it because he wants to say you're in Philly. Yeah, and obviously so, this isn't the NFL where you can just say, "Hey, we're going to take some money off your contract." Exactly. Which I kind of hate that process. Process, anyways. But that's for a different podcast. Uh, maybe future underachievers we can talk about that more. But for NHL purposes, uh, you can't really do that. So it's. I think he would take his minor pay cut. Uh oh. Did he freeze? Uh, I see- Sorry, what's up? Did he freeze? Uh, no, I maybe I uh, just, for a second I, I thought I you froze. Uh, it's possible. I do think uh, anyway, a small pay cut. Uh, I think he's willing to. 
he'd also be he'd also be like going into he also be thirty five. So he's not going to be guaranteed so much money because he's thirty five. His skill set, obviously, you would think just because as age goes, it's not going to be as much. Not everyone is. Yager, who is in his mid to late forties, still playing hockey. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I did actually see something on Twitter. He's not done with pro hockey yet. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, he, it's or even Ovechkin, where he's you know seems never ageless. Um, but even although late, lately, uh, although he had the although because it was for COVID reasons, he hasn't really been hurt. For a while, Drew. Knock on yeah. Wood. Knocking on wood. Yeah. Yeah. Because 69 games were the amount of games they played last season, right? So outside of that, outside of the couple games he missed because of COVID reasons, he's played 47 games this year. The last time he didn't play a full season outside of the season, 2015 16, played 78 games. And that's only missing four games. Yeah. He's been relatively healthy for most of his career. 2012-2013, that was the half lockout year, right? Yes. He played that 48, was technically a full season. Yeah, 48 games. So 48 games, 48 points. Point per game. Yep. Drew's been a solid player, and I, I just don't get why people don't like him. Anyways, yeah, it's just a headache that Chuck has to do, and I think Chuck has to do something because it's getting to the point where it's like I, I'm, I'll put it this way: it's if, to the if point he does like, not what was do the point something. of firing Hextall? Because it's like we never got rid of him because it it's been very minor moves. It hasn't been anything drastic. Now this offseason could be very interesting because there's rumors that the fires could be busy. Uh, Calgary could be shutting off one name because even though he's out and having hip surgery or some type of surgery, would you consider Noah Hannafin? Oh my God. Are you kidding me? I would pay two first round picks for Noah Hannafin. Yeah, I would too, but I feel like because he's is, coming, he's, I also so feel here, like here's the funny thing. This. Noah Hannafin, he was the same draft class as Ivan Provorov. If mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, he was considered was. the second best defenseman that year. And Carolina took him, and they actually shipped him. And um, oh, I always botch this one. I can't remember the other guy uh, for Carolina, but they shipped Hannafin and the other guy. I'm sorry for your name to Calgary. But to be fair, it was for Dougie Hamilton. So Elias kind of got to give some gets him. Elias Lindholm. Lindholm, and he's no slash either. He's sixty plus points every year. Damn. Even though he's on, uh, he's on New York now, but know who else is in that trade? Adam Fox. The signing yeah. to Adam Fox, Carolina had. Whoops. Yeah. Whoops, Carolina. Whoops. As well as getting Dougie Hamilton, who is a free agent, who I also would like. But I feel like you could. I love Dougie Hamilton. I feel like you. Or 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 in- or 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 Seth Jones. That'd be great because I feel like that would be fantastic. I do think not only that, is, but to be fair, um, he's the nephew, if I'm not mistaken, probably nephew of uh, Donovan McNabb, former Philadelphia Eagle. Oh, that was Seth Jones. Oh, shit. No, that's not Seth Jones. No, that's My bad. What, I thought that was uh, Darnell Nurse. Nurse. Yeah, that's Nurse. He's, he's also, I, w- I would love to have. 
Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a little more pricey. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised on the Seth Jones part just because I feel like Columbus is just going to sell out. Torch is done at the end of the year. Guys are going to be traded. Not that they haven't already been. Um, so it's just going to be just another shit show for Columbus, um, which is why I really like that. I really like that. Or the reason why I say no Hannafin is because because he's having surgery that could potentially affect his value. So you don't have to give him as much because like, well, we're taking you're on risk. to find every loophole left and right. Like you're taking so risk. He's surgery. Yeah. He's coming out for a couple months. He's not going to be the same player. So we should give you a fourth round pick from instead of yeah. a second. We're taking a risk here of what we're getting back. Cause it could be like a not- situation after his hip where he didn't, wasn't the same after that. Season. Same thing with ghost. Yeah. Ghost to too. be fair. Um, here's a question for you. But if that does if, happen, you don't have if to. If we were to potentially make an offer such as this, including Nolan Patrick for someone like Noah Hannafin. I, I do think he's going to make the trade block too, Nolan Patrick. I, I think he will, unfortunately. Yeah, because it does suck. Because I know he, it's a completely different situation to Elon Blom and that he was, you know, his cancer and uh, this being a hard season, but also for Patrick. I think we kind of expected too much out of those two at the start. Um, but the thing that does suck is outside of just the condensed uh, season is that both guys, more so for Limblom's sake, never were really able to make it to the weight room or try to build on muscle. That's what they're going to be able, only able to do during the offseason. Yes. So if I'm going to next season, first line, I want Drew and Couturier locked. I don't care who's that other winger. If he built up, and I think he will, I prefer Lemblom. But I wouldn't mind if it's Allison or TK or whoever. I just want Drew and Couturier together again. Just as a just like a Patrice Bergeron and Marchand. Just recreate that. That's not near I don't think it's nearly as it's eh, probably about the same. But why not? Just take a page out of their book. Yeah. Um, also, I'm not going to lie. Even though I wouldn't mind him in center, but if he was on wing with top line, Morgan Frost. It depends on how he plays after coming out of his surgery. I just want Frost to play. Damn it. I know you do. I love yeah. Frosty. Mm-hmm. He's my man. I'm sad. There's going to be a lot of questions going into next season, what they do. I think. There is a shit. To, here, I, one of the last things uh, is I think unless Chuck Fletcher does something drastic or how his free agency looks, once free agencies or like midway, I, I say by day 10 of free agency, and that's even a stretch, Fletcher could be gone if he doesn't do anything. No, I think it's going to be similar to Lobby Let. He'll give him a couple games. Into the season. Fair enough. But I wouldn't be surprised by it because, I mean, the reason why they got rid of Hexwell is because they wanted to, they were kind of tired Bring of apart. rebuild. Yeah. So we'll see. I know and people were worried that when he came in, I was going to give big contracts and kind of be a little, they weren't sure what they were going to get with Chuck, but Chuck, I think it's, it's time for him to actually show what he can do. 
Yeah, I, I love Chuck Fletcher. I think he's a good GM, but he he's sat back way too long. But then again, I don't know how much he's had room with to work, or room to work with in Philly. True. The last seat last year or so, because again, I wouldn't be surprised if they did nothing. I wouldn't be surprised if they did something little to meh. By that, I mean like getting another sim- guy similar to Niskanen or making a big amount of moves. I wouldn't be surprised because this season's just a weird one. It's but one because obviously the yeah. season itself, you're, you know, condensed, COVID, all this stuff. Um, it's just a, such a hard kind of thing to deal with. So I wouldn't be surprised right. no matter what, with what, whatever happens this off season. So that's why I think he has a longer leash than the free agency. That sounds good. Yeah, that's all we got for today. Until next week, we'll see ya.